Vahini Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen. No flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. This is episode 12. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to what we would do with ride closure and how it affects us. On this week's show, we're going to talk about pre-trip planning. But first, we would like to thank all of our listeners, and we are surprised after just 11 shows how far across the globe our show has reached. It's amazing having listeners in all parts of the world, as far south as Australia and Argentina, and as far north as Finland and Nunavut, Canada, but we are really curious about the listener in Nunavut, Canada. Please reach out to us. We're really curious about your life up north. But any of our foreign listeners, tell us about your experiences in Disney World. Let's take a stroll on over to the Tiki Ticker and see what's happening this week in Disney News. This is the Global Broadcasting Service, serving remote outposts since 1928. All right, guys, uh, this week uh, i got two things for you. One, the new Spice Road table has soft opened at Epcot in Morocco. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm actually really excited about it. Uh, even before the menu, it looked like it was going to be pretty good, and the menu uh, sounds good, too, so... I'm excited about it myself. I was excited, too. Um, I love the outdoor seating and small plates, especially around the World Showcase where you're eating and sampling you know, a ton of food. It's nice to have just smaller plates to enjoy. Yeah, I guess they would consider that more like tapas, mm-hmm. I guess, right? But, yeah, the views from there are great, and uh, the, seating is, the seating is nice. It's going to be one of those places where I think it's... It's just going to be a nice, relaxing spot to hang out at, and especially during Illuminations. If you can get a spot there, it's going to be really crowded because it's going to be a great view of Illuminations. But I'm really curious about trying some of the foods that they have there and, of course, a drink to wash it down. But, I mean, that's that's a great location. I'm glad Disney did that. Yeah, I am too. I mean, there's some concern, I think, about turning every waterfront location around World Showcase into a restaurant. And, I mean, I wouldn't blame Disney if they did that. That's going to make them a lot of money if they do it that way i hope they don't i hope they leave some places open uh you know but i'm, I'm okay with a few waterfront restaurants like this i'm, I'm looking forward to, to giving that a try i might i might try and uh, stop in there in february yeah i, I just wish they would put one <clears throat> on the other side um probably like maybe italy would be a great spot no, they can't do that. They've got that um yeah, they have they, that dessert right. patio thing and they True. that makes them a lot of money too cuz you got to pay a yeah. lot to book that. So they wouldn't do they wouldn't take that away. That's true. They'll and, figure it out. And they can't put one in the uh, American Pavilion cuz they've got arena whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Where they the, have the, the band. boat launch there, yeah. Well, right. there's a boat launch but they also have where the bands are. Um you could put one in Germany, I think, couldn't you? I don't think there's anything over there. Uh, yeah, they could do that. Yeah. But I don't know what they would put in. Oh, well. And then the other big news this week is uh, the world of Pandora had their official groundbreaking this week uh, after Camp Minnie Mickey closed. And some big wigs were out there, uh, you know, Tom Staggs and the producer from Avatar, but no, no Cameron, which kind of surprised me. And then a really tall blue guy was out there with these giant blue <laughs> shovels. You know, it's I know there's a lot of people that say that Avatar Land doesn't belong there, but... You know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. 
I'm actually kind of looking forward to it, even though I'm not a, I wasn't a huge fan of the movie. I'm not a, a big Avatar person. You know, I enjoyed it, but uh, <clears throat> I'm just curious to see what Disney's going to do with it. And if they, I, really, to be honest with you, it's, it's a nighttime I'm really curious about. I want to see if everything's going to glow like it does in the movie. But let's, let's just see what happens. Everybody relax, give Disney <laughs> some time, and let's see what rolls out of it. Yeah, um, at first I was upset that it's not a Star Wars land um, because I I really wanted a Star Wars land there. Anything that um, Joe Rohde has his hands in, it's always been excellent. I have a lot of faith in him and uh, the team. It's there. The one interesting thing that I, I heard is that Tom Staggs said at least twice in that uh, his uh, his speech that, that his intention um, is... To have that a full day park, which so they admit it's I, a half day park. He he. That's technically not what he said. Now, he did <laughs> say he was gonna. He did say he wanted to turn it into a full day park, but this is right. Mere words after he said other parks are open well into the evening, well after dark, whereas Animal Kingdom always more or less closes at sunset. So it's a half day. Park. I interpreted it at if you call nine to five p.m. a half a day. Yeah, I guess so, but I interpreted it more as we're going to make it so the Animal Kingdom is open into the twilight hours as opposed to always closing at sunset, trying to extend the day like the other parks. I don't think he was calling it a half-day park the same way that Internet people call it a half-day park where you're in at 9 and out at noon. I don't think Staggs was saying that. I think he was just saying we're going to no, make yeah, it so that park's open at night. It's just the first time that Disney Brass has said that, which it did got the ire up of a lot of fans, and I know that I was one of them. I mean, if anything, you know, Studios, is it needs some extra stuff to make it uh, a full-day park as well. So Keep dreaming. <laughs> Star Wars Land is coming in 2022. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't take it that far way. away. I didn't take it that way. I, I don't see, I don't think it was nearly meant as the insult that, uh, you know, some people are taking it to be. But, oh well, we'll see what happens. So I think that's going to do it for this week's Tiki Ticker. Let's get on with the show. All right, guys. So this week we're talking pre-trip planning. Um, and you guys both have trips coming up in a couple of weeks. I have a trip coming up in May, and I just booked a trip coming up in November. So let's get started and decide, you know, how we decide what time of year we're going and where we're staying. So, uh, why don't you guys go ahead, take it. I've always, I've picked a time of year, the least amount of crowds. I try and stay away from the out of school season and the holidays, like spring break season as much as I can. Uh, so I chose, you know, early in February, I've got 20 whatever days left. So and, of course, you know, cold here and it's warm there, so that's a factor, too. <laughs> I always just try to avoid the crowds myself, too. I mean, I, I try to avoid summer and I try to avoid the holidays, and then and then I kind of fill in from there. Um, you know, are, are we trying to celebrate something that, that is a factor? Last March, we went down for my wife's birthday, so that's why we chose March. Um, you know, our trip this coming up February or, or in couple of weeks is our anniversary is in February so we're taking a trip celebrate our anniversary uh, so I mean that kind of narrows it down to February and then in the month of February we basically avoided the half marathon weekend the princess half because or if we're not running it I don't want to be down there on a race weekend if I'm not running the race so we avoided that weekend and then 
I think the weekend even before our anniversary is President's Day, and I'm definitely not going to be down there on President's Day. So we bumped it back to the beginning of February, even though our anniversary is later. But we're, we're just we're, we try to avoid the crowds if it's possible. Yeah, for us, usually, typically, we like to go usually in September because, you know, like you guys said, it's the crowds are a little bit less. And September's a nice time to get awake anyway because it's, uh, it's still warm. It's The crowds aren't so bad. You get the, the um, Mickey's Halloween party going on. Magic Kingdom's decorated for fall. So that, that's a great time. But because of our trip coming up in May, the reason we chose May is because we went in May of last year with our annual passes so we wanted to get another trip within that <clears throat> year so that's why we trip picked this may again we didn't want to go in january february because sometimes it's it's a little difficult we especially we had a young baby so she's a little she'll be about seven months old at that time and then for our trip in november we picked november because we're going with my wife's family and we're going during jersey week which is uh the schools up here they close down for a couple days for teachers conventions and the teachers get together they drink and party up here in atlantic city and everybody else goes down to disney world so uh that's how i picked my two trips this year i also uh, i try and avoid events and and such also there Um, i know that they have cheerleading event and stuff there too that i try and avoid so there's a lot of factors when you're trying to pick a time of year What's the one thing that you would avoid most of all? Exactly. Is it the heat or is it the, uh, is it, do you prefer to, to avoid the heat or would you prefer to avoid like the holiday crowds? I would actually pick crowds over the heat. I went in August of one year and uh, it was like 110 every day. And I mean, you know, once you're there for like a couple of days, it's not like that bad. You just, you know, just stay hydrated and, you know, uh, that stuff. So the heat's not quite as bad, um, but it's worse if you're, you know, also like standing in five-hour lines for a Peter Pan. So you wait five hours for Peter Pan? That's crazy. <laughs> well, um, it, uh, it was like a week ago. Was that uh, Christmas uh, and New Year's week? I mean, you know, there was like like five-hour wait times for uh, Soren and and all kinds of stuff. It was nuts down there. Yeah, you couldn't get me to do that. Wait in a line for five hours. Yeah, that's why I'd rather be down there when it's 95 degrees in August than be down there on New Year's Eve where test track hits five hours. I'm, yeah, I'm, I agree right. with you. I can't handle the crowd. Now, the heat, I mean, the heat the heat sucks, to be perfectly honest. I'm not going to lie, but, you know, you you do your best. You wear the right kind of clothes, and you drink a lot of water, and you, you know, pick attractions that are indoors and, and maybe take a break in the hottest part of the day. There are things you can do to get around the heat and away from the heat but five hour wait times at test drive there's nothing you can do about that nope right and, and i don't have patience ain't nobody got time for that as, as that old <laughs> old uh, internet fad said I, I don't have time for five hours at test track so alan now you are you're also a dvc member um like myself and do you try to choose the time of year with the lower points or does it not matter to you Oh, absolutely. If I, I mean, like I said, I, you know, my first thing is to narrow down, you know, a window. But then we will definitely look at the points charts and say, okay, well, if we go this part of February, it's you know, X number of points. But if we go this other time of February, it's going to be a little bit more. So that's definitely part of it, too. Uh, you know, if they're sometimes it is what it is. You know, if you're going to go in October, if that's your plan to be down there for food and wine, then you don't get to choose and and right. differentiate. But like in February, 
you know, the first part of February is a lower season than the second part of February. So not only did we, by going when we're going, avoid the marathon week or the half marathon weekend and, and a holiday, we also are spending less points uh, for the trip because it's a lower part. So we, we definitely aim for lower point usage. Yeah, I'm the same way. And that's me going in the end of April, early May kills me <clears throat> with the amount of points that I have to use. Because if I go in September, I can get like another two nights out of it. So you take such a, a, a much shorter trip in the, the busier times of year. So, you know, that's the one thing I, I wish I had more points for. And But well, I do like I always to, use more points. Oh, exactly. It doesn't matter. I don't think it doesn't matter. You can have a thousand points. It's probably not enough. So. Yeah. I thought you would keep... Oh, never mind. Uh, hey, uh, where are you I zoned again? out there for <laughs> a minute with all this. Keith, come back to us, man. Come back. The talk of points and you know this and that. I was, I was lost there for a minute. So you're staying, you're staying at Pop, right? Oh uh, uh, so yeah. How do you choose? Like why, why Pop? I know you, you said you like value resorts. How do you choose your resort? Well, um, I've always enjoyed Pop. You're talking about the resort, not soda, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> okay. I just want to just want to be sure. Oh man, here we go again. No, <laughs> the uh, food is really good there. Theming like is excellent. The topper is that it has its own bus line. If you stay over at All Stars, for instance, you have to stop at each of the All Stars before you go to the park. At Pop, it's right from Pop to the park, so it's a much uh, a shorter travel time, which I enjoy too. And now you have Art of Animation, which is right across the bridge. So all that you have to do is walk over there and um, enjoy everything over there as well. And that food court is solid over there. Uh, Landscape of Flavors, have you did, have you guys eaten there? I have, yeah, I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, good. It's, it's the best food court on property. It's one of the best places to eat on property, especially when you add in the fact that that's a value resort. But that food's good. Yeah, that- that's what amazes me. You would uh, you would think you'd find this food at a uh, at a deluxe resort at least, but you don't. You're getting it at a uh, a value resort. That's shocking to me. And the food is good. There's so many good food choices there. You know. Plus, I, I love trying. I, I've had all those types of foods before, but I love ethnic cuisine anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, my mouth just savors those flavors, and that's great. It's great. There's so many options. I guess that's maybe they figure they have a lot of international visitors and they want to open up their you know, their food choices to them. So, I mean, bravo for Disney doing that. Yeah, I agree. And as far as, you know, Keith, going back to why the why the value? Why, why have you not stayed at a... I mean, I understand why no one would stay at a, a deluxe because that's an insane <laughs> amount of money. But for me, you know, before my wife and I bought DVC, we had kind of settled into the moderates. There's a little bit more room. You have two sinks, which is nice in the morning when you're both trying to get ready at the same time. Uh, you know, for us, the moderates were worth the price increase. Have you thought about moderates, or or, or have you, and, and just said no? We're going to stick with the value. Um, I have eventually. Uh, I would um, would like to stay and experience other resorts. It's just that we are so much like park people. Uh, we spend all of our time at the parks, so to spend the extra money for a quote unquote nicer um, resort, it just it, it doesn't appeal to us as much because it's basically you know it's a room to like sleep in and eat and stuff so but i do i've seen lots of photos and i have i walked around in other resorts and stuff and it is 
like fantastic. I just I can't like, justify the fence. You might get lucky, and they might uh, randomly upgrade you to a, a deluxe resort. That's happened to me once. I was staying really? with a friend. Yeah, I was staying with a friend of mine, and we were, we went down in August, and um, we got there about two o'clock in the morning. We checked in about two o'clock in the morning, and we got to all the all star music. We were staying at. We checked in, and the woman's like, "I can't find your reservation." I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, there's no way." I said, "I just verified it this morning." <laughs> And she's like, oh, okay, I found it. You've actually been upgraded to the boardwalk. Right. Nice. So, yeah, so at 2 o'clock in the morning, two, actually, I think it's 3 o'clock in the morning. So 3 o'clock in the morning, they said, well, we're going to get a cab to take you over, and it's all paid for. We'll take care of it for you. So we waited for the cab to go, and we get there. I swear we woke up the, 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 the two girls behind the counter at boardwalk when we checked in. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were shocked that somebody walked in at that time in the morning. And, um, you know, they checked us into our room, and we're, I was, we were just shocked. And we were up for, like, another hour, two hours after that. And I had to be at work at, like, I think 8.30 in the morning that day, too. So when I got, like, our flight, our flight was late. That's why we got there so late. So um, it, it happens. And I know other people that it's happened to, so you never know what might happen to you. You had to be at work the next morning? What are you talking about? I was doing training. Oh, and, okay. Um, okay. He had a training class at, like, 8.30 in the morning. Oh, okay. So I got about two hours of sleep. Yeah, I've never been upgraded. One day. I've gotten some free stuff, uh, but never upgraded at a room or anything. Yeah, sometimes some people get free stuff like bed bugs. <laughs> nah, I never got free bed bugs, <laughs> not on wood. I did get a free citrus roll one time. That was cool. Did you? Nice. Free champagne. The, the trip where I uh, proposed, we got lots of free champagne when we went to dinner. Everywhere we went to dinner, they gave us free champagne or free uh, you know, free some, some kind of toasting a beverage like that, you know, a sparkling wine or a champagne or something like that. That's nice. So, yeah, it was nice. You know, it doesn't cost them anything really, and and you know, probably they would throw it away anyway. Oh no, I'm sure they reseal their uh, bottles. The champagne is hard to recork, though. I'm not sure. If yeah, that's that true. Champagne that's or true. Not. It loses its, uh, yeah, it loses the fizziness. How did you decide to first get into the DVC? For my wife and I, it was, I mean, we had kind of talked about it and it always, we'd always mentioned it, you know, because we love to go and uh, we love to stay in nicer hotels, but we can, we can never afford it, but we'd love to stay. When we, when we travel to other places, you know, we generally stay in a nicer hotel because we like to stay in nice hotels. Um, and, and as often as we go, it just, it's expensive and I'm not going to act like Vacation Club's not expensive, but for us right now no kids you know we both work two jobs so we you know we have extra money you know s- s- not just sitting around but we had extra income and it, it made sense to go ahead and let's let's buy in now and pay for stuff up front so that we can you know stay in nicer places and and possibly go down more often uh, if, if it's already you know quote unquote paid for we can right. more often so uh, October of 2011. Um, I have a friend here that, that lives in town, and he's a he's a member. He owns it like six different places. He's been a member for a long, long time. But he had been talking to me about it, and he said, you know, just go check it out, take a tour. It's it's a nice tour. You get ice cream, and they usually give you something for taking the tour, so it can't <laughs> hurt. To take a little bit of time out of your day, and so we signed up for a tour, and and the the more we 
talked about it after the meeting and we slept on it, you know, a day and, and just decided it was the right time and the right thing for us. For me, it was because my wife and I were going every year anyway. And uh, usually we spend like one night, usually any time we flew, we'd fl- we flew in late. So we'd land at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. So we'd our first night, we'd always stay at a value resort. And then we'd go to the Wilderness Lodge. And, you know, over the, you know, the four or five year period that we were doing that, you know, the prices kept going up every year. And I kept saying to her, I kept saying, I was like, we should just join the vacation club. Um, because we'll be locked in, we'll, our prices won't be going, you know, our room rates aren't going to be going up every single year or, or however, however often. And we'll be able to vacation, our kids are going to be able to vacation, we'll be able to take vacations with them to different parts of the world using, you know, our Disney Vacation Club. And so we finally, you know, decided to do it. And uh, we bought at Wilderness Lodge, and we got our, you know, our feet wet that way. And, you know, it worked out great for us because now I don't have to worry about, you know, they're raising the rates, you know, $30 for a night um, and then $60 on a weekend. It's it's worked out for us because, I you know, I see I was I was seen at the Wilderness Lodge, you know, 10 years ago for a hundred and I think it was like a hundred and thirty five hundred forty dollars a night. Wow. Now now the cheapest I ever see it, it's like two twenty five. Mm-hmm. 250 is the lowest I've, I ever see it go now, and I I keep saying to her, I said, there's no way we'd be able to afford to do that all the time. I said, you know, this was the best thing that we could do because we could take our kids to Disney World, and so we buy our our annual pass and we get two trips within a year period. Our first trip that we go down there, we spend a lot more money because we have to pay for our our park passes and we'll buy our um, our, our uh, the the dining discount card. But then the second trip, we have our, our passes are paid for we have the discount card for dining and the only thing we're paying for is is food now so it's been a great thing for us and we we love it we you know it's we just wish we did it earlier we didn't you know we since uh 2008 is when we've been members we just we did it when we first got married and uh we would have been in our past our break-even period now we're getting close but we're almost there but we'd have been past that already yeah, you mentioned, you know, being able to go with your kids, and that's something big for my wife and I. Uh, you know, we don't have kids now, but we talk about having kids and being able to, to take the kids back uh, more often. I mean, I, I was lucky as a child. I got to go a lot. Uh, my parents, we, we I never stayed on property, but my parents owned timeshare down in Florida. And every year we would go down and we'd stay at whatever resort and we got to go a lot and and a lot of a lot of families aren't that lucky a lot of kids aren't that lucky I mean, it's, no, they're not. it's not an it's not a cheap vacation y'all know that all our listeners know that but yep. you know i got to go a lot and and we wanted to be able to do that for our kids and the vacation club helps us do that so that's why we bought it and we're glad we did it was the right time for us we've we had been, we went in 2005, we went in 2008, we went in 2011, and that's when we bought, so basically every three years, and then since we bought, we've gone to California once, and we've taken three more trips to Disney World, so, and basically, you know, 20, uh, about 28 months, so just over two years, we've had four trips, and we had had, you know, t- basically three trips the, the prior years to that, so for us, buying vacation club has allowed us to go more often and it's going to allow us to go more often in the future when we have kids and when the trips are even more expensive then because you're paying for three people or four people you know if we right. have however many kids we have instead of just paying for the two of us so 
It, it, yeah, that's where the, the costs get up there. I mean, I have one kid. This is our, our trip coming up in May. It's the first time I'm paying for my son to get into the parks. And, you know, it's just like, holy cow, it's a lot more money now. So it's a little harder. I mean, even even at the kids' prices, the, the I mean, it's still how much for a kid's ticket? It's not that much cheaper. Yeah, it's maybe, not. Isn't, isn't it like 70, 70 bucks or something for a kid yeah. one day? I mean, not that you're buying a one-day pass. And I'm sure you're right. probably buying him annual pass. I mean, we had annual passes this year. That's why we got three trips on them. Well, and the, the kids' annual passes are the same price as adults now. Right. Oh, that's right. They are, which yeah. makes yeah, absolute no sense. Totally, right? Yeah. Yeah. So It works, right, so, it works out. So let's talk um, dining now. Do you guys get on there at uh, the 180-day mark and start booking your dining reservations, or you're not worried as much? I made, like, one reservation. Uh, we always do, like, one nice like sit-down trip, and uh, we chose Artist Point, which I've heard is amazing, and I can't wait to try it. But, yeah, I mean, I was on there I was right at the, the start date. It was easy. I mean, there was lots of uh, times available and stuff. It wasn't, I was fighting for, um, but Artist Point is not a real popular family place either, so, which is another uh, reason why um, I chose it. It was just a, as a nice, like, quiet spot for dinner. Well, I'm a, type, I'm a type A personality, so I'm definitely on at 180 days out uh, I, ever since. Ever since my first trip as an adult, I did because I wanted to get, you know, whatever restaurant I wanted. And, and what we do is plan out, you know, we go to touring plans and we, we kind of, before the 180 day mark, we go to touring plans and kind of figure out what days we might want to go to what parks. And then we plan our restaurants around kind of where we're going to be. Now, we obviously, we park hop too, but. We, we kind of say, okay, well, we're going to start at this, this we're going to start at Epcot, so we want to eat lunch either Epcot or the, you know, boardwalk area or maybe even the studios. No, who am I kidding? No one's going to eat at the studios. But, <laughs> you know, we, we pick where we're going to be and then we pick our restaurants and, and we have them picked out what day we want, what restaurant we want, what day we want, what time we want. And then at the 180 day mark, I'm used to be, I'd be on the phone, and, but now, you know, I'm on, I'm on the web or on the app immediately to to book those and yeah for me um i'm definitely there at 180 days because i want to get ohana's <clears throat> that's a, a must do for every single trip of ours so i want to make sure i get it so that's the first thing i do and on this trip the only other only other dining reservation we have is is cape may cafe for breakfast on our last day so i made sure to get that as well um, but typically i have other restaurants and i'll add them periodically within that time period. I'm just worried about the, the main ones that I have to get. I want to make sure I get them so I'm on there at 180 days. I try and plan as much as I can. I'm also the um, type of person who you know, likes to just kind of wander parks and just kind of like see where I'm at when you know each of us are hungry and we just find it at that point. But like, main meals that you know like, where and what time almost have to be on your phones or your computers right at like 180 days or you're out of luck a lot of times yeah and i'm actually looking forward to our upcoming trip because we only have the two dining reservations and we're going to spend more time eating at um, you know the quick service restaurants and that's something i'm looking forward to so i'm going to try hopefully try a couple different places than we normally do um because there's some you know there's some good restaurants out there you don't necessarily get to do because you're so worried about your 
your your uh, table service restaurant. So let's see what I'm going to see what happens and, and see if I eat anything good. And hopefully I can try, um, you know, the the new Spice Road table. I want to try it. We're big on table service. We we go to probably at least one a day usually, especially uh, because we have tables in Wonderland. So uh, the last the coming up trip and the last trip with tables in Wonderland and we have uh, some Disney visa rewards, you know, money that I turned in. So our trips have been, they're not free, but they're more or less free because we're spending money that, you know, is not really cash out of our pocket. So we've been right. really eating a lot of table service restaurants. I mean, this trip coming up, we're there for, uh, basically four days and we're eating at five different table service restaurants between Saturday and Tuesday. Uh, we, we like the table service. It's it's nice for us. It Usually we, we'll, we'll pick a, a later dinner reservation, so it gets, you know, a lot of times the, the kids are already gone, and, and it's a nice quiet time for the two of right. us to just go have a quiet dinner together, and we like that. So we're, we're big on table service. So how far in depth do you guys get with your planning? Do you plan like every minute throughout your day? Um, do you break it down in half days, quarter days? Do you say like, okay, the first thing I'm going to do is go on Space Mount when I get to the Magic Kingdom, then we're going to go to Peter Pan. Do you break it down that far or you just try to wing it as best as possible? I don't like break it down as far as attractions go. I do like what park, which day, and just like start out there and... Um, feel out you know the day and the crowds and how it is once i'm there i do the uh park hopper passes it allows a bit more um flexibility to in our day um i don't like to feel as if i'm always on schedule because you tend to miss things when you're so focused on 805 now so i have to be you know in line for soren or it just it, it makes it so routine it's not as much fun for me I don't plan my days out that in-depth. We generally will say, well, we're going to start the morning at the Magic Kingdom, and we're going to eat, you know, account we're going to eat at Pecos Bills for lunch, so that gives us a little flexibility because we can kind of pick whatever time, and then we say, well, that night we're, you know, we're, we're going to have dinner at, uh, let's just, let's say Tuto Italia, I don't know, making it up here, but so we know that we're going to start at the Magic Kingdom, and we're going to take the monorail over to Epcot so that we're in Epcot around dinner time. And then we'll probably hang out around Epcot for the rest of the night, you know, watch Illuminations, and then you know, head back to the room after park close. So we, we kind of plan out, usually in half days, we may say we're going to start at one park, end at another park with whatever restaurant in the middle. Uh, but we don't get too much more in-depth than that. We generally go with the flow as far as attractions are concerned. Uh, you know, we, we generally start in Tomorrowland when we go to Magic Kingdom, but not necessarily Space Mountain. Uh, that I don't need a back adjustment that often anymore, so I don't <laughs> ride Space Mountain as much as I used to. So, but we 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 start at Buzz, and then you know, we'll ride the TTA, and then we say, okay, what are we in the mood for now? And and we kind of let it play by ear at that point. We don't. I like Touring Plans website, and I do use it for crowd calendars and and uh, like wait times and, and things like that. But I don't follow the touring plans necessarily because it's it's a little more structured than even i want to be and, and i like structure but not that much yeah we just work around our dining so if we're you know if we have a reservation in germany for lunch then the morning or the afternoon we're going to spend in epcot um if we have a dinner reservation at ohana's and it's it's fair game you know but after we go to ohana's and we go to the magic kingdom so we just work work around our dining a little bit we don't 
I'll get an idea of like uh, if a park's got extra magic hours in the morning, we tend to avoid that park. So we just work around those things a little bit. Beyond that, I don't try. I don't say like the you know we're going to do these six rides as soon as we get in. I just you know I just wing it at that point. I think also too is I mean all of us are like seasoned park people too, and and I mean if it was our first time there. I would be, you know, a lot more like scheduled out, so I would hit everything that, you know, I could in a day. So like, that's a big, you know, factor too. Is if you're okay with not writing everything in each park, that's not as important to me anymore. Uh, you know, I don't have to hit everything every time. Once I bought DVC and, and knowing I'm going to be able to get back down there more often, if I miss something, you know, it's it's okay. I'll see it next time. You know, I mean, I don't want to miss any of the the big ones that I love. You know, I, I can't miss Tower of Terror. I don't want to miss you know, the Haunted Mansion. But if I miss uh, the Jungle Cruise, I'm not super upset about it. I enjoy the Jungle Cruise, and and if I can ride it, I will. But if the wait's when I'm wandering by, if the wait's 45 minutes, I'm not going to wait for it. So if I miss it, I miss it. I'll, it'll be there when I get back. So right. I don't I don't get too upset about well. that anymore. <laughs> Well, hopefully it'll be there when you get oh, back. That, yeah, I mean, you never can tell, really, but usually that stuff's going to still be there when I get back. So I don't get too upset if I miss something, especially now that I know I'm going to be going back more often. You know, when it was once every three years, like it was when my wife and I first started dating and mattered more because I knew I wasn't going to be back for a long time. But it doesn't really apply anymore. Is there anything you guys pack special, like something from home that you don't want to be without at the parks? Just a poncho. Yeah. We, we pack ponchos, and I carry them in the little backpack that I wear around the park, and when we need them, take them out, and that's that's what we do. We were, I mean, and we, don't, we don't play around. We're just going to put a poncho on and keep on going. There's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we have a... Um... We have an owner's locker, and uh, anytime I go down to Orlando, I can have the the locker sent to my room or sent to and basically anywhere in Orlando. So we store our ponchos in there, so we don't have to bring them down with us every trip. We keep our toiletries in there. Um, you know, we actually keep blankets for my son in there as well. I keep some liquor in there too, so I don't have to. I don't have to bring it down on every trip if I want to have something um, when I'm back in the room. But other than that, not really. There's nothing really special that I need to have beyond my camera or my um, my camcorder. No, there's really nothing else. I got caught without a poncho on one year, and I, I swore it's like I would never not take one again. But I always uh, pack a few like bottles of cheer wine in there, too. And just if I ever, you know, have a hankering for one, I pull it out. So that's, that's a I great have. idea. Well, we, I might have to put some in mind, my owner's locker. When we drive, we generally will pack food and water and things like that. Uh, we always, the, the the one thing we always bring, and it's kind of a strange uh, tradition at this point, but we always go to Target and buy the big bag of Target, was it Market Pantry or whatever that whatever their store brand is, um, but the big bag of gummy bears. And that's, we always bring gummy bears to Disney with us. I don't know why, it just kind of <laughs> has become a tradition over the last couple of trips. Uh, it's a nice little snack, you know, to grab. And Well, those things are great. You, you know, can't, uh, those things are yummy. Oh, yeah. Good. I don't know how it became a tradition, it just kind of did. So now whenever we, we go, should... we always do a big bag of Target gummy bears. We should make our own uh, uh, tiki gummy bears. Tiki yeah. Bird shaped. Yeah. 
There you go. I don't know how to make gummy bears. Gummy birds, I guess. Tiki gummy birds. Gummy birds. Gummy tikis. Yep, gummy tikis. That'd be fun. (laughs) All right, well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Be sure to let us know what you thought of this week's show. You can comment in the show notes over at EnchantedTikiTalk.Podbean.com or you can email us at EnchantedTikiTalk at gmail.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash EnchantedTikiTalk. And, of course, you can follow us at EnchantedTikiTalk on Twitter. And lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M I N Disney Dream and MouseWorldVacations.com. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Dole Whip Daily on Facebook as well as Dole Whip Daily, um, DoleWhipDaily.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N O R M N B, the number eight and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. On our way to California in the morning, the big vacation, the whole family, Wally World. Wally World, very exciting one. Clark. Well, there she is. Where? Right here, the wagon. Dad, this is not the car you ordered. Take it easy, Rusty. Ed, uh, this is not the car I ordered.